Goose punks him and drives off. Goose presses triangle and takes the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Internet? You're finally listening to the 19th episode of the Series 6 podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers! We are your hosts. I'm RD. I'm Jay. I'm Stuart. And I'm Orbital Bacon. Get ready to engage your hyperdrives. Happy New Year, and this time around, we'll be reviewing episode 19, titled Scarecrow. But before getting into that, listener, let's say hi to our co-host today. You might remember Orbital Bacon from episode 7 titled Wildfire, where we first met Angry Doc. <laughs> he does voice work, he does special effects, he does live streams, you name it, he crushes it. Welcome back, Orbital. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be back. Last time was a lot of laughs. Oh my goodness, it was great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Stuart is a fellow audio knight. We've been wanting to have him on for a long time. So me and Stuart have worked together on many projects uh, in which Orbital had a hand. Most recently, though, I was floored after hearing him do the voice of speak and spell. (laughs) (laughs) Super impressive. Anyways, um, Stuart was one of the first people to give us feedback and has always supported the pod. Uh, Thanks so much, man. And welcome to the pod, Stuart. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you for not trashing me as others have. And you know who I'm talking about, Rabbi Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Rabbi Bob trashed you? No, No, he's corrected you a few times. Come on. It's the same thing. You know that, right? It's the exact same thing. All right. I felt a little hurt. That's all right. He was abrasive. That's what it was. He was abrasive. I'm sensitive. (laughs) Wow. Okay, I'm going to stop now. It's time for two confessions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listener, I'm the reason that we've been on such a long hiatus. My household has increased by one, and my free time has decreased by, like, all of it. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to promise again to keep us on a schedule. You know, you've been hurt too many times. (laughs) But um, our old promise still stands. We will review each and every episode and have fun while doing it. So thanks for sticking with us to those who have. And, um, you know, to those who haven't, fuck you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, hold on. And thanks for the two-star rating to the douche who didn't even listen to the podcast. Not even a courtesy of a review. Oh, wow. (laughs) Not even a courtesy flush. Just two stars. Two stars. He's the guy that ruined our average because we had like five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. And then he's like, two stars. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. I'm so hacking that site. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to hack Apple. They're the only ones that know who, who left the rating. It's just like when you get in a lift. You think that person doesn't know that you're a lame tipper? (laughs) (laughs) This is a Rotten Tomatoes scandal right here. That's ridiculous. They're rigging the votes. I think it's Russian troll farms. That's right. (laughs) Russians hacked the site and gave you two stars. You know what? Dasvidanya, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I have a topic, fellas. Kiss my borscht. Kiss my board. <laughs> it's the only Russian word I can think of just now. It's all I got. Guys, I have a topic. You ready? Oh, yeah. Yep. Let's go. What is your favorite moment in a store that no longer exists? Who's going first? I'm not going first. Because I think you were present for a couple of them, RD. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got one in mind. Okay. Because uh, Toys R Us is not around, obviously. I would say that's probably like one of the first stores that comes to people's mind. Like, oh, Toy Store is not around anymore. Toys R Us, at least in America. I know like they're still around in Canada and stuff. But uh, back when 
Masterpiece 10. Do you remember Masterpiece 10, Optimus? Oh, yeah. Optimus Prime. And it was like the Toys R Us uh, version came with the trailer and all those little extras like Roller and the little Spike Wiki figure. Yes. The Axe Hand, all that good stuff. And he retailed at ninety nine ninety nine, just a hundred bucks. I mean, that's like unheard of these days, right? He was one twenty nine over here. Really, really, yeah. So, well, I I lucked out. Like I went I went to Toys R Us um, before they open. Like you know, about ten minutes or so, ten fifteen minutes. Like I I remember standing out there for a little bit, not too long. And there were you know there were one or two other guys out there, but they were there for like Hot Wheels and other things. And so I go in, and I honestly didn't even expect to find it because it was. You know how when the hot Transformer figure is out there, like, everybody's after it. Absolutely. It's near impossible to get that thing. And so I'm like, man, unless they just happen to get a new shipment and they just put it on the shelf, like, they're not going to have any. You know, I'll just see what they got. But they had two, like, just two left. And it was funny because the other guys, like, I was getting so hyped that the other guys that were there for, like, Hot Wheels and stuff, they are like, what are you all excited about? I'm like, oh, man, it's Masterpiece 10. They got it. And so one of the other guys picked up the other one just knowing it was going to be some sort of collector's item that he could probably resell on eBay or something. Yep. But it was just cool getting MP10 for $99.99 at Toys R Us back back when it was around. That That's a cherished memory right there. Nice. Good stuff, man. I think that he was showing up as two per shipment. Yeah, that's exactly what they had. They had exactly two. That's like pretty pathetic. If they knew that it was going to be a hot item, like they're sending out two per shipment. So like the store and he has like until the next shipment comes in, you got to live with those two. But see, that's what makes me wonder about the casings. You know, like when they put one figure per case, it's a figure everybody wants. And then you, you get two or three of the other ones that are shelf warmers. Like, what are they thinking? I don't know, man. There's, there's always a chase item, right? Right, right. If it's something that people are clamoring for, then the price goes up, yeah. and then they'll ship two more. And this time, instead of them being ninety nine, ninety nine, it's one twenty nine or <laughs> two hundred <laughs> or <laughs> five fifty. Yes. I mean, what is MP ten up to now? Like, wasn't the the Takara one going for two fifty? Yeah, I think that one was around that price, but and like, it didn't uh, even come with the trailer. I think he got as high as like three fifty. Wow. Wow. Secondhand market, you know what I mean? Like um, Yeah, like the aftermarket prices. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous though. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's the game. And then this this uh new Optimus, I forgot what number he, he is. Uh forty four, I, I wanna say. Forty four. He's like four hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, nearly yeah. five hundred. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking redonk, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what? I right. live with the every other Optimus I got before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah i'm stopping at mp10 i'm done with that yeah Dude, that's more than my sword <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, what is your dead store story well yeah i worked at toys r us for about nine years uh so <laughs> okay. wow. uh, the first i got a ton of stories but like first four years i was on midnights all year round and uh that got pretty weird yeah they had hired on one guy and he was kind of weird and uh they lock us in at night. I mean, technically, we could unlock it and get out in case of an emergency or anything, but we just wait around for the manager to show up in the morning. But this guy just lost his temper, and he said, I quit, and he disappeared. We could not find him in the store. We looked all over. We were pretty certain he was in one of the swimming pools on one of the top shelves he had hid up there. That's the only only place we could think of that we weren't going to go up there and try and look for him. And uh, why, why was he hiding, though? 
Because he quit. He didn't have anywhere to go. We couldn't let him out without setting off the alarm. And so he just hid. We couldn't find him. So we finished our work. The manager came in in the morning and he ran out. I don't know where he came from. He just, boom, out the door. He's ran into the woods. He's like yeah. a rodent. He's hiding in the ceiling. And then as soon as you open the door, they just scurry out. Right, right. <laughs> like somebody turned the light on. Yeah. So that, that was a little wild. Did this guy have whiskers and a tail? Unfortunately, no. That would have that would have been a giveaway. I think he just runs by, gives him his shoulder, has Optimus Prime under his arm. He got what he came for. He's out. He's like later, bitches. (laughs) I'm so mad. I'm gonna hide. I'm taking his truck with me too. I've never been that angry. Where I'm like, oh, <laughs> smoke oh. bomb, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that oh, that was man. one of many stories, but I'll, I'll leave you with that one. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, thank you, man. Dude, <laughs> that was good. It reminds me of all my stockroom days. Yeah. Here in the Masters, we had something called Leechmere, and I did um, some time at Leechmere, so I was in the stockroom. It was interesting. You know, all type of stuff happens in a stockroom that you don't think about. So. We have these idiots, right, <laughs> who decided that they were going to rob the store from the stockroom side. So, of course, <laughs> you know, the fact that they were telling people that they were going to do this made it even funnier. So, these two idiots decided that they were going to do this, and then they decided their own department, they stockpiled everything outside of the building on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Of course they got caught, mm. but, you know, the fact was, I'm like, okay, you guys both decide you want to do this. Tell people about it and still do it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The thing is, in order to get stuff off the roof, you have to get in the building. Right. <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Lower it down to their truck? They were just going to come back later with the Thanos copter. <laughs> <laughs> it was tons of stuff like that. <laughs> so, that it was just silly stuff going on. I mean, like, this is, maybe this is something that can help all of our listeners in the future if you're ever buying knives in a home goods department make sure it's still in its box because usually in the stock room they're using the knives to cut open other boxes so when you're buying cutlery be careful nice good to know so, no. yeah so yeah somebody will see the playing darts with the knives in the stock room when they're cutting open boxes wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah that happened too hmm. oh there was tons of stock room shenanigans so, RD, which one that I – hopefully this isn't the one I, I should have mentioned. <laughs> Go on. Which one? You know what? You can have that one back. I'm going to use this one instead. Okay. Let me hear you. All right. So, it's around 1984, and I had a bunch of quarters from, like, uh, losing a bunch of teeth. We went to two guys. It's kind of like a, a low-budget Walmart here in Jersey, and uh, they had a lot of, like, flea market type of setups as well. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through the, the thing with these quarters in my hand. And I'm waiting to find the perfect item. Eventually, I come across this table that has, like, all these ninja stars and shit like that. And I throw the quarters down. And I look at my hand. My hand is green from, like, holding them for so long. Nice. But I got my ninja star. Buck 25. That's worth it for a few teeth. Yeah. Totally worth it. Hey, mom, I got into another fight. What? They knocked your tooth out again? (laughs) 
Meanwhile, I'm taking hammers to my teeth, trying to buy more ninja stars. <laughs> <laughs> I need an arsenal. <laughs> All right, so Jay, the one I'm thinking of that you're probably thinking of is the Toys R Us one where we both oh, yeah. walked in and we saw like pool noodles. That one was awesome. There's a box of pool noodles and me and Jay happen to walk into a Toys R Us at the same time and we look at each other and we each grab a pool noodle and had like a lightsaber duel in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> and then put them back in place neatly and walked away. Nice. We were so serious though. We were like with, with all our bikes. It was like, like a oh, 10 second oh. duel. Uh, and then we just put them back and walked away. Full force. Nice. So Stu was probably upstairs looking like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Stu probably saw us on surveillance camera like, what the fuck are these clowns doing? <laughs> and then the guy that quit runs by us. <laughs> like a like, gazelle. What was that? <laughs> was he holding cheese? <laughs> Nice. I don't know, officer. He just ran into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> what lightsaber? Fortunately, I didn't get a good look at him, officer. I was busy lightsaber dueling my friend with a pool noodle. <laughs> He's just sitting there writing in his little notepad. <laughs> you guys were noodling? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> He had to get a second notepad. He filled up the first one with all our bullshit. Okay. All right, gents. You ready to be frightened little wussies? All right, here we go. Are we? I know I am. This episode aired on October 31st, 1986, and it was written by friend of Rabbi Bob, Christopher Rowley. Uh, so he's to blame. <laughs> Harry Potter, Christopher Rowley? No? Yes? No. What? No, J.K. Rowling. Oh, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Confused, I'm sorry. I can be corrected now, Rabbi Bob. Thank you. <laughs> it starts off with Ranger One arriving on planet Grana. The planet's name is made clear because it's stated like three times. <laughs> this is Grana Flight Tower. You are cleared for landing, Galaxy Rangers. Roger, Grana Tower. Well, here we are, planet Grana. The Ranger lineup today is Nico, Guzman, and Zozo. So, Grana is the grain capital of the galaxy, and Zozo is looking forward to seeing if his special kiwi crops will take to the planet's fertile soil. Ranger One is making its landing. Inside the general store, Kevin Federline brags to Nico about how successful his cloned wheat crops are. Did you say weed crops? Wheat. Wheat crops. Kiweed crops. <laughs> kiweed, there we go. Uh -huh. See, I, now, I, I know he's talking about harvesting wheat, but his hand gesture suggests like big squishy tomatoes what's that I about i couldn't tell anything what alien frodo baggins was talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm talking about kevin federline this is the guy with the like upside down u mustache and the oh, sideways no. cap <laughs> yeah. was it a baseball cap too <laughs> yeah he had a sideways cap he was a space redneck <laughs> k-fed <laughs> so there's a harvest celebration going on that night. I want to visit how hard Goose and this guy were laughing about something that wasn't even funny. <laughs> no, not at all. I have that in my notes too, man. <laughs> I mentioned it here. Okay, okay. And we're getting there. There's a harvest celebration going on that night. Nico says she's excited because she hasn't attended a party in a while. Nico's a party girl. 
She's oh yeah, she's, she's hard up for a party, dude. As soon as the sun started setting, she was like, "It's party time!" Fuck <laughs> work. So I haven't been to parties in a month. Gooseman apparently having attended Nico's last party mentions Planet Floco, and something that embarrasses Nico. Like, I didn't get it, but Federline and the other local do get it, and everybody shares a good laugh. It, it involved, like, um, stank-ass fertilizer and Nico getting blamed for the smell, some shit like that. Yeah, it involved something that smelled bad, and the, the laughing was ridiculous. It was like, ha, 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 hey, that ain't funny. But they kept going. Right. Like, and Goose wasn't... It smelled so bad that I stayed in the spaceship behind good airlocks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Har-hoo-hoo-ee! <laughs> Stop it, you're killing me! The one dude that was like, Har-hoo-hoo-ee! <laughs> He's like, that's a good one. Did he call Goose some other name? <laughs> oh, they were dying, man. He was like, oh, that's a good one, Goose. <laughs> like, what? He said. I was like, see, this is what makes me think about the whole crop. It's not wheat. It's not wheat. It's not. <laughs> they were in the back. It seemed like they were all laughing about something different, too. Yeah, I know. Gooseman was the one dying the most. Like, he couldn't yeah. even catch his breath. I know, man. Yes. Right? You know, he was hitting some alien weed. Some key weed. Alien Frodo Baggins has the dang shit. <laughs> That's right. So they, uh, so they ride through the fields on robot horses. Zozo has a couple of real mules, one of which is lugging his agricultural invention. We don't know what it is yet. Maybe they explained what it does, but I may have missed it. They did. They mentioned how the food being grown there will feed exploration settlements in that part of the galaxy. Zozo says his bung plant will grow very well there. (laughs) All he needs is plenty of teepee. (laughs) (laughs) I am the great Zoholio. I need teepee for my bung plant. (laughs) Teepee for my bung (laughs) plant. Are you threatening me? Thought he said bong. So they fi- <laughs> he said bong plant. <laughs> bong plant. Oh, <laughs> takes a whole new meaning. That's right. He's a key weed dealer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they find a spot and set up the aforementioned invention. It's a big machine that will give them soil readings from deep underground with the use of this powerful pile driver it's sporting. Thumper. It just pounds the ground a few times and that gives them readings. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, they could do that here, like in, in present time. Yeah, they do it now. Yeah, um, they did something like that. But if you remember Doom, anyone know the movie Doom? Yeah, where yeah. The, to summon the sandworms, they put those uh, thumpers in the ground. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. I was waiting for that to happen, but you know, they didn't get a worm. Unfortunately, no sand. Yeah, no sandworms. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're summoning a little something worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Having set up the rig, Nico announces that it's party time. Like you said earlier, Orbital. Dude, as soon as the sun set, she was like, fuck work, it's party time. <laughs> she threw a uniform off. Yeah. You notice how hard they rode her off, man, when you said party time? They were riding with all of their might. The mules were even hauling. They were, yeah. They were out. yeah. And when, <laughs> when they get there, it's, it was more of a shindig. Not quite a wingding. No, no, no. Right. It's a full moon outside, and inside the barn, they've got like somebody playing a fiddle, sitting next to some dude on accordion. Yep. And pomade, as far as the eye can see, <laughs> it is Cowboy City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the whole town is there, like, socializing and dancing. Uh, Zozo dances with a little girl. I have no idea what Zozo was doing. Goose cucks some angry-looking dude as he sweeps, like, who I can only assume is Angry Cuck's girlfriend off her feet. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And speaking of feet, K-Fed is making short work of Nico's feet. No kidding. <laughs> 
how such a bad dancer landed Britney Spears in her prime is beyond me. Like, bald, shoplifting, fencing with an umbrella Britney, I'd believe. But prime Britney? Oops, I did it again, Britney? No. Yeah, no way. Wow, man. I never noticed that. She looked like this so right. Oh, my goodness. Anyhow, Angry Cuck That's starts hilarious. telling the group of children that the legend of the scarecrow on a night just like this, he begins. Uh, so he tells them how it was out in the field, came to life, and scoured the graveyard for any freshly buried corpses to reanimate. Naturally, the children have questions. <laughs> it's a farm planet. Why, why are there graveyards on a farm planet? Well, people still die just because well, it's a farm planet. It's a, just because it's a farm planet doesn't make them immortal. Right. They're all Highlanders. It's the future, man. It's the future, man. People don't get buried. They get atomized. Come on. <laughs> They're fertilizer now. Just shoot them into the sun. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> just like that. Give them that funeral. So naturally, the children have questions. So they're like, what if it can't find any corpses? And Johnny Cook says, then it wanders into town to make one. So at this point, K-Fed tells Angry Cook Johnny to cut the crap because all the children's eyes look like saucers. <laughs> well, I, I have a question. Yes, please. Speaking of the children. So they they said, well, you know, what if you can't find a body of fresh corpse? And he's like, oh, what? And he comes into town and he, he makes one. So he kills one because he's he's looking for a fresh corpse to reanimate right right so yeah. if he can't find a fresh corpse to reanimate are you saying that he comes into town to kill someone to reanimate him real quick he's gonna like, kill you so he can bring you back to life. that's right that's right he's gonna he's gonna kill you bury you and then reanimate you he's a busy corpse right i'm a little foggy on the scarecrow's Motive. Why don't you say you killed me and reanimated me, and we'll call it a day? Right. <laughs> just <laughs> pretend you did, <laughs> and I'll back up your story. Because he doesn't. He doesn't. He just says he's just like he'll find someone living, and that's it. Well, what is he gonna do to him? <laughs> <laughs> find somebody living? Like what? Do what? I don't understand. What does he do with the reanimated corpses? I don't want to. I had so many questions, more questions than the kids had. And why was that one little girl voiced by an old man? He was clearly, it was clearly an adult man voice coming out of that little girl's body. He's in a sound booth smoking a cigarette. Yeah, she's like, why does he come, Johnny? I'm like, that. that's a dude. Meanwhile, out in the field, Zozo's pile driver causes things to play out exactly like Johnny Cuck's made-up story. It awakens a zombie-looking creature that emerges from the ground and steals the clothes off a nearby scarecrow. The creature immediately gets confronted by two local law enforcement dudes. Now, the scarecrow is strong AF. They scream as he hems them both up simultaneously. Then the camera cuts away to their vehicle as they continue crying out. This is like disturbing stuff, right? The scarecrow actually looked pretty cool. He did, yeah, he yeah. Did. I like the cape; that was pretty cool. Yeah. He had a cool voice too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice vocal effect. Yeah, I, like yeah. I talk about that later. In the barn, Johnny has had just about an assful of Goose's cucking, and he cuts in. <laughs> Goose bows and walks away. He seems to sense Norma's eyes following him because he turns and winks. Yeah, he knows this that. causes angry Cuck Johnny to level up into raging Cuck Johnson. <laughs> he violently grabs unfortunately saucy Norma's wrist and drags her away. But let's be honest, she could have been more discreet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was being blatant as hell. But then did you see Gooseman turn around and put the moves on Nico? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he did yeah. The same stuff. Right. Instantly. Instantly. Instant. 
She was like, hey, I saw you warming up to that one. I have an explanation for that. He didn't even take a breath. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. I have an explanation. Don't worry. And he winked the other eye. <laughs> so... Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got one for each of them. That's right. Just outside, Scarecrow approaches the robot horses. Triton mouths off, which intrigues Scarecrow, and then gets hit with a red glow. So back inside, Zozo is drunk and dancing on a table. Goose and Nico exchange some flirty banter. I was watching you. She is very pretty. She already has a date, and so do I. Nico asks about um, the pretty girl, and Goose says, Oh, her? I, I was just cucking her man. She says he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he suggests that Nico is actually his date, prompting her to give him like the look of all looks. Yeah, You know the look, right? Bedroom eyes. It's the one you get every once in a blue moon when you've lucked into saying the perfect words at the perfect time to a woman. Yep. Oh, yeah. She did it, man. I believe they call it sploosh. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that's absolutely the that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. I think that's exactly what the animators were thinking. That's true. Too. They were like, Sploosh, that was that the sploosh look? Yes, that's the sploosh look. She gets one person episode with Goose. If you keep in count, Goose has gotten that look twice tonight. Like first from Angry Cook's girl and uh now from Nico. So their trip to the haystack gets interrupted by a woman screaming. It's indiscreet Norma entering the barn from outside where Johnny had dragged her. She says that Johnny's been shot. Everybody looks and says, good, F him, and continues commiserating. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Of course, Goose runs outside to see Scarecrow stealing Triton. Triton! <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how he says it, right? Triton! I know exactly. Triton! He calls Nico and Zozo into action so they can uh, help chase down the awesome-ass robot horse thief. And Goose, refusing to ride bitch with either of them, jumps onto a hover jeep. Right. Federline gets pissed because it's his jeep, but Goose punks him and drives off with K-Fed riding shotgun. GTA, motherfucker! <laughs> Sit your backside down! Move it or lose it, Kimball. Goose presses triangle and takes the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> He presses move it lose triangle. It. <laughs> yes. Yeah, move it a little. Drag them out. <laughs> yeah. K-Fed, channeling the voice of the audience, asks what that thing was. Goose, channeling the voice of Britney Spears' publicist, immediately tells him to shut up. <laughs> you know what I... <laughs> you know what I noticed... No sign of angry cuck Johnny. Yeah. No, because he's... That dude is dead. No, he's shot. I'm sure of it. He's shot. Someone's shot. He's dead. <laughs> uh, so, cut to Scarecrow on Spirit Hack Triton, riding across the landscape with Nico and Zozo on horseback in pursuit. Yeah. There's, a uh, like, a definite Sleepy Hollow vibe to the chase. Yeah, but he, oh, he's yeah. also laughing the whole time, isn't he? He's, like, cackling his <laughs> reverb <laughs> <reverb> voice. <laughs> uh, so I think Scarecrow may have stolen, like, part of his outfit from each of his victims. I think he also stole some of the kiwi-weed. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely took some of the kiwi-weed. He he's having way too good a time. Oh, yeah, man. He's loving it. <laughs> but he's definitely sporting a pistol, presumably from one of the cops he killed. Right. So, yeah, I'm assuming all his victims were killed, by the way, unless the episode proves me wrong. But unless the episode definitively says this dude is still alive i'm gonna be like that guy's dead okay i have a theory about what happens to his victims okay but i'll say i'll save it i'll save it for later i got some all right i got a little bit too i do so they exchange gunfire during the chase 
Goose tells Kefer that Triton is programmed to only respond to him. Nico's horse Mel comments that Triton is running slower than usual. Could they be suggesting that Triton, although hacked, is still resisting Scarecrow? We'll see. Of course, it's Triton! (laughs) (laughs) Scarecrow rides into what Chris Judd calls the Misty Bog. My bad. Chris Judd is the guy that hooked up with J-Lo for a while. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Chris Judd and and Kevin Federline are completely interchangeable in my mind. Are they really? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Two cornballs that, by the grace of Dizzy Broads, totally lucked into the shadow and coattails of celebrity booty. Yes. Yes. They're interchangeable. Okay. Okay. Nice. So once in the misty bog, Scarecrow shoots down a tree and runs under it before it falls, blocking Nico and Zozo's path. Kind of interesting. A buddy, Kevin Featherline, had he said the misty bog like three or four times before they went in. He's like, he's going into the misty bog. He's going. We're not going into the misty bog. We're never going to get out of the misty bog. There's bogs ten feet deep in the misty bog. I was like, Dude. he really wanted to get. He really wanted to get that location over, man. He had to make. He had to make sure it got over oh, with the crowd. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is just loaded with like misty bog fun facts. Yeah. Did you notice the rainbow? The more you know. <laughs> I was waiting for him to look at the audience, like break the fourth wall, and point like, "What is this?" And everybody, it's the misty bog. Misty bog. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. <laughs> but if you do notice, as many times he mentioned it, he didn't go in. He was like, Swiper, no, no, no. swiping. Scarecrow, no scaring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where am I? I don't know. <laughs> the Misty Bog. The misty Bog. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the Misty Bog. Once in the Misty Bog, Scarecrow shoots down the tree, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he ducks under it, blocking Nico. So this effectively ends that beautifully animated chase. As Goose comes to a stop behind them. Nico says she hears something. Goose calls Scarecrow a dirtbag, which is awesome. Right. That dirtbag's taken Triton. K-Fed says some parts of the swamp are ten feet deep, as Jay pointed out. The misty bog! (laughs) Some of the bogs are ten feet deep! And Nico tells him to shut up and listen. So Goose sees a red light past some trees and sloshes towards it. Uh, calling Triton's name. Triton's name. <laughs> Triton! <laughs> At this point, like I was dreading that Goose would find Triton drowning like Artax. Oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah. Never like, you guys remember that scene yeah. the ne- in NeverEnding Story yeah. when Atreus' horse got like depressed and let himself drown? Yeah, yeah that was really that sad. That shit gutted me. I was like, walk, damn you, walk! But no, the <laughs> stupid horse just satted himself to death. My horse died. And I lost my luck dragon. Why won't he do anything? Dude, oh, I went horseback riding one time, mm-hmm. and like one of the other horses uh, that was beside me, like rubbed his nose on my leg, oh. and I thought like it was the cutest thing. It <laughs> <laughs> <He's laughs> you up. <laughs> and then I looked it up, and that wasn't a sign of affection. It was like the horse showing dominance over me. <laughs> He's like. That horse made you his bitch. <laughs> yeah, basically, the horse made made me his bitch. He saw you. He was like, he sized me up. He sized you up. He's like, when you get down, <laughs> I'm gonna see you. You better not drop the saddle. You know how close I came to dropping the saddle soap. Uh. I mean, if you think about it, you know, they're kept in barns and stuff. It's basically like prison for the horses, so they probably have that mentality. They're ready to shank you. (laughs) So there's there's a close-up of Triton's legs trudging through the bog, and Goose desperately calls for him. Goose is now up past his waist in swamp. 
He draws his sidearm, and Zozo creeps up on him, and Goose tells Zozo to throw him a line. So Zozo says, what is sticky and brown? A stick! (laughs) (laughs) That's a line. (laughs) Horrible. Horrible. And Goose shoots him two times. (laughs) And then he does shoot him. (laughs) Double tap. (laughs) <laughs> Nico's like what happened the scarecrow did it the scarecrow did it I don't know <laughs> I saw him I saw him he just rode by and shot you I couldn't do anything <laughs> he went that way so Goose grabs the rope and vows revenge against the horse thief meanwhile Nico spots the red light again and rides Mel towards it she reloads her laser shotgun and scans the area but even a psychic ninja girl is no match for a scarecrow's supernatural speed he appears out of the shadows and shoots Nico before riding off, LOLing. <laughs> Is that where he delivers what might have been my favorite line of the episode? All right, my beauty, now we shall ride the night to find a spaceship. No, that's later. That's later, but uh, not yet. I love that. Though. I just <laughs> so <love> that. amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, man, that is a good line. I don't know why I didn't write it down. <laughs> Cut to a cottage. Nico is in bed recovering with their teammates. <clears throat> what? <laughs> no, Nico is a party. She's the only one in bed, but the teammates are in the house. Yeah, Nico is in bed recovering with her teammates standing over. Right, 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 right. You had it right the first time. But like that was a party. She's like, I don't remember what happened. I mean, she, yeah, we established she's a party girl. Goose asks about um, Angry Cuck Johnny, who is apparently in a bed across the room. Okay, maybe not dead, but he will be. He will be. He didn't die. He got shot. Nico says he'll pull through, much to his girlfriend's dismay. And the town's. (laughs) And mine. (laughs) You wanted him dead, too? (laughs) Then Goose asks about Triton. Nico says that he had a weird red glow about him, but apologizes for not remembering more because she was a little busy almost dying. <laughs> Wait, didn't they, I think they also mentioned the um, police officers, too. Yeah. That comes up in a second. Oh, man. Dang it. Psychic. Zozo comments on how hot Nico looks. You look pretty as ever. Thank you, Zozo. Dude, keep it in your space pants. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, she's in a hospital bed, and he's like, you look fucking hot. Damn, <laughs> look at you, girl. Horny little space <laughs> hobbit. Oh, my goodness. He's seen her in bed before, that's why. <laughs> he was thinking it was opportune uh, time. Opportunist. Yikes, Zozo. <laughs> he was like, everybody's here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So then, Goose mentions reports of the police chief being seen riding Triton, and that the chief and his deputy were found on the side of the highway this morning, dead. They didn't say that. That's the thing, though. I didn't know if okay. they were dead. Okay, he didn't say dead, but it's suggested. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. So he tells Nico that he's taking Mel to hunt down Scarecrow. Cut to a country kitchen. Chief Botch is being served breakfast while sitting next to a dude that's gagged and tied to a chair. Botch says he's been asleep for a hundred million years, and... Freaks the lady out when he pours poison on the food she served him. I thought it was funny, man. He has a hilarious laugh as he looks at the meal with anticipation. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Dude, the guy tied up, he had a Kenny from South Park moment. Like, I swear when when she's like, what's the matter? You could hear him be like, it's Scarecrow, you stupid bitch. (laughs) He, was, he kept talking the whole time. Every scene you see, he's like, the lady, then she actually comes over and talks to him. He's like, 
Don't you think Officer Boxer's is acting peculiar? What have you got in the cupboard? <laughs> yeah, it sounded, but I swear I made it up. It's Scarecrow, you stupid bitch. gets me is how oblivious she is to the whole thing like it's something that's happened before it's the scarecrow no <laughs> think about it that's not people food <laughs> i don't care it tastes great he's like they're good anyway yeah <laughs> why is she so oblivious to the hun being tied up she's and, freaked out no, not, she's not not by the pissed off dude that's hogtied in her kitchen but right. by botch's weird food preferences that's the part that gets me. I'm like, she's all cool with all yeah. the rest of this. She's like, yeah, this is just happening. This is regular day. So the police chief comes in her house, ties her mouth, and then they go back, jump in the hay bale for a minute, and then he comes have some food. All good. That's what I was about to ask you. So do you think uh, Botch just regularly brings home random dudes tied up and gags them and sits them at the kitchen table, and she's just like, <laughs> oh, it's another one. Here are your eggs, dear. <laughs> I think the random dude tied up actually lives there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, yes. Yeah. I think they're a couple and he just, <laughs> Botch came in, tied up her man and said, hey, uh, why don't you cook me some breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's like layers of impropriety there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So much oh, yeah. wrong. <laughs> so much wrong. So, uh, Gooseman is riding with Zozo. He tells Mel to use his scanners to pick up on Triton's power signature. Triton! <laughs> The scanners get a hit, and the duo ride towards it. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what was that? Like... I do my stuff old school. I print up my pages and stuff. Are the pages not working? Why are you hitting them? <laughs> I'm sorting them. Ah, oh, yes. What, are they stone tablets? Because that's, that's not like paper. <laughs> He's like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Like a episode. <laughs> chiseled into his notes. Oh, I, I forgot that line. <laughs> Cut to Scarecrow mounting Triton. He's monologuing about going out in search of a spaceship. Oh, that's that's the part you talked about. That's that earlier. line. I love that. Now we shall ride the night to find a spaceship. <laughs> I ride my beauty. Now we shall ride the night to find a spaceship. He apparently hasn't caused enough trouble or terror. The riding animations are like so damn impressive. The angle is low and tilted and he gallops like over the horizon. Yeah, yeah. It's just lovely. It was good. The overall design for the show is actually really cool. Like the horses, there were little details like on their um, saddles and stuff. Just little oh, mechanisms yeah. and things that were drawn in that just looked really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a sexy show. Yeah. <laughs> So now we're in a nightmare sequence. Nico is reliving the moment Scarecrow shot her with a few creepy differences. So this time she falls off Mel and into an open grave with a tombstone that reads R.I.P. Ranger Nico. I guess she doesn't have a last name. Anybody notice that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She's like Cher. Mm. <laughs> Ranger known as Nico. Uh, here's something I wasn't expecting. She's standing in the grave looking up at Scarecrow and he dives in and starts choking her. Choking her out. <laughs> right. Like, Scarecrow don't give a fuck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's, 
Uh, Nico better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> Scarecrow gonna have to choke a bitch. <laughs> like, stop that kind of party. Hold up, hold up. Safe word. <laughs> Keyweed. Keyweed. <laughs> <laughs> then she snaps awake in the cottage and suits up for battle. Uh, that's an interesting way of coping with her PTSD. That's right. Right? She calls Gooseman on her comm watch, but before he can answer, Scarecrow decides to crank the scary up to 11. He appears outside the window, uses acid breath to melt the glass, and grabs Nico by the wrist, demanding, like, the command codes for her spacecraft. Yeah, that was from lunch or dinner. No, the acid breath was from lunch. Whatever he ate at the cottage. <laughs> I had garlic. <laughs> right. It did make the food burn like acid when he poured it on it. That might That's be true. it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A little acid, bro. That is true. Oh, halitosis. Oh. Uh, acid reflux. <laughs> so she deflects, pressing him to explain why he killed Angry Cook Johnny and the two cops. Right. Give me the command codes! Why did you shoot the boy and that policeman? She actually only mentioned one cop, but I'm correcting her. That's right. And... Angry Cuck Johnny is gone, and she's asking about, like, why he did what he did to him. So I, I think he's dead now. Oh. I don't think he made it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. I'm really pushing that theory. I think you wanted that guy gone, man. <laughs> Just like, you weren't, you weren't feeling him at all. <laughs> Expressing your dominance. <laughs> so, Scarecrow says he needed their life force. See? Yeah. After mm -hmm. telling her that he's a hundred million years old. That's crazy, dude. He also tells her that humans are as insignificant as insects to him. Yeah. He said a hundred million years old. Right. There are planets yeah. that are younger than him. Right. <laughs> so he's been underground in Grana for like a hundred million years? Well, maybe he was active before that, but that was just where his last uh, resting place. Oh, true. Oh, he was active before that, but that's be a spoiler. Ah. Uh, Q Gooseman bursting through the door. Emphasis on through. <laughs> Don't forget his epic line, too. He came busting through the door. Your account is overdrawn. Yeah, what, <laughs> what was that? He was like Todd from Scott Pilgrim. He's like, your account is overdrawn because, you know, your mouth wrote a check and there's nothing in your account, but the check's going to bounce because your ass won't be able to catch it because it's overdrawn. <laughs> That's an amazing movie, man. <laughs> I love right. that movie. Way underrated. It is. Oh man. Was Shane a member of X Force? Because they just they go through walls all the time. They just burst through walls. He just didn't even bother with the handle. Just going through. Seriously, fuck knocking, <laughs> right? There was an open window too. He could just jump through that. Nope. Yeah, Fucking yeah, yeah. go through the door. <laughs> so uh, Goose and Scarecrow grapple. I can't tell if Scarecrow drained Goose or zapped him, but our favorite cuckologist is incapacitated. This time, Nico saves the day. She fires her laser shot at Scarecrow, knocking the pistol from his grasp and out the window. Scarecrow follows the pistol through the window, picking it up as he passes it. Zozo points out the window, yelling, He went that away! Yeah, Captain Obvious. <laughs> He's like, I ain't chasing that guy without the rest of y'all. That's why this. I made sure to point out that he said that, because... Like, really, man? Thanks. We all saw him. <laughs> so Nico, shoddy still in hand, gets the vapors. Goose catches her and says, easy, babe. Sleep now. This would have come off kind of creepy if I weren't 100% sure that they're in a committed open relationship. Right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
it was odd though because she had already passed out and he was like yeah sleep now <laughs> <laughs> he was like oh man it's like that party a month ago right <laughs> like she's a lush i feel weird now <laughs> Mommy, I don't want to do this episode anymore. <laughs> so Goose and Zozo run outside. Goose hops on Mel. Zozo on his organic jackass. <laughs> now he's up for chasing him. He's like, okay, as long as you're going. Mel, who, by the way, I just realized talks exactly like Mr. Ed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I detect very strange power fields. You don't say. Tells Gooseman that his sensors are picking up some kind of alien energy field controlling Titan. Goose says, I knew it. He did? <laughs> okay, I guess. The red glow, Goose. The red glow. Then they speed up, attempting to close the distance. Mel says that Triton is too fast. They follow him to a country house. Goose dismounts and approaches the door. But it suddenly swings open. The eerie Rando, standing in the doorway, asks Goose what he wants. Oddly, Rando's got the same ghostly vocal effect as Scarecrow. Why don't you look in the barn? As Goose walks away, he morphs into Scarecrow. Next page. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Scarecrow can morph to immortality, super strength, power slash life force draining, acid breath, kick-ass robot horse hacking. This guy's power set is off the charts. Yeah. Plus his writing skills are insane. And likes guns. <laughs> He's not that good a shot, though. No, he shot Johnny right. Cook real quick. <laughs> like the first thing he did. Yeah, that was off screen though. That didn't count. Okay. Could have been up close and personal. Hey guy. <laughs> Johnny Cook, Johnny Cook, oh Johnny, Johnny Cook. <laughs> he just walked him and popped him. <laughs> As he's looking at Goose's horse. I think about it now. He probably popped Johnny because Johnny was probably gonna do something to Goose's horse after like Goose was making a move on his girl. He's like, I'm gonna spray paint this dude's horse. Yeah. I'm gonna draw a mustache on him, that'll teach him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Goose approaches the barn. Suddenly, the doors swing open, revealing Scarecrow atop Dark Triton. Teleportation, too. That's another power he has. Yeah, must. Right. Yep. Like, how did he get from the farmhouse to the barn without passing Goose? Just like that guy that worked with Stu. <laughs> <laughs> like the gazelle rat? Who the fuck is he? <laughs> Came barreling by. What was that? That was the wind. <laughs> it was a rat running as fast as a gazelle. <laughs> Unless it's like a scream situation where there's more than one scarecrow. Doubtful, though. Nope. Spoilers. So Triton, upon seeing Goose, bucks Scarecrow off his back and smacks him with the back of his metal horse head. Yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. Right. Uh, So Goose calms Triton as Scarecrow gets back to his feet. Easy, boy. Your energy flux is overloaded. The time has come! Scarecrow, clearly not knowing who he's dealing with, challenges Gooseman to a quick-draw duel. Goose, of course, wins, landing two blasts that knock bootleg Johnny Blaze off his feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was good. <laughs> Scarecrow manages to squeeze off a shot as he hits the ground, which catches Goose in the shoulder. Finally, Goose badges up. He gets surrounded by a yellow aura, like Goku powering up. Yeah. <clears throat> and now he's laser-proof. So Scarecrow's lasers bounce right off him. Badging up, however, seems to have wrecked Goose's aim. <laughs> As Scarecrow makes a pathetic run for the farmhouse, Goose fires some shots that go nowhere near the straw-haired heathen. <laughs> He's like, inside this power field, I can barely hold my gun. Mm. You know what it is? It's bending the lights, like light refracting, because mm. it's a laser blast. Okay. Scientific explanation. 
Uh, Scarecrow scampers into the house, which reveals the country kitchen lady untying the dude that Scarecrow had tied to the chair. Finally. Earlier in the episode. Finally, though. It's nighttime. Damn. Right. She was cleaning the house, vacuuming, smoked some kiwi in the back. She took her sweet time, like, getting around to untying this chronically unlucky fool. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Turns out the rando dude he had morphed into earlier wasn't quite so random. The scarecrow grabs rando chair dude and puts a gun to his head. Mm-hmm. Gooseman arrives at a hostage situation. Drop your gun or else. So Goose sees over Scarecrow's shoulder that Zozo has finally caught up and is creeping into the window. Goose growls. Zozo pounces on Scarecrow's head, causing him to release Rando and shoot blindly in every direction. Everybody makes a run for the exit after Scarecrow sets fire to the house. Pork chop sandwiches! <laughs> Get the fuck out! Uh, so he sets fire to the house by shooting one of those chrome depth charges that came with the mask gator toy. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Seriously, look, why were there a bunch of flammable drums sitting in the kitchen? Why is there acid in the kitchen cabinet? Yeah. Dude, uh, it, this lady that runs the house, I mean, do you need to ask anymore? She's insane. She's clearly nuts. Clearly, clearly. She waited 17 hours before untying the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't think Officer Botch was anything weird. <laughs> so cut to outside. The entire house is engulfed in flames. Suddenly, Scarecrow, completely ablaze, jumps out the window. He runs away into the distance, cackling a sinister cackle the entire time. That's amazing. I know. It didn't, he didn't burn a thing on the way into that wheat field, though. It's super wheat. It doesn't catch on fire. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rando and country kitchen lady thank Goose for his part in burning their house to the ground. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was tired of that place anyway. Well, I was going to say, I also have noted here that as Scarecrow runs off gleefully into the night on fire, they say, that's the last we'll see of him. (laughs) (laughs) And then Goose says, I wouldn't bet on it. Really, Goose? Their house isn't even finished burning to ashes, and you have to piss all over this poor guy's silver lining? (laughs) I know. He's still talking to his chick about how long he was tied up, though. This whole town is stupid, though. These people. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. But Randall is just trying to, like, look on the bright side. Oh, like, man. at least we don't have to deal with this guy anymore. And Goose is like, he'll be back. <laughs> like, like, did you not hear him laughing? <laughs> he, he was having fun as he rode off on fire, man. You think he's gone for good? You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you tied up all day? Dumb ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Botch banged your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was tied up a little too tight. The blood didn't get to his head. He's not thinking clear. <laughs> right. He's like, what? What do you think of that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so cut to Ranger 1, being refueled and preparing for takeoff. They launch as the maintenance worker still holding the fuel nozzle watches the spacecraft climb to the sky. Aboard Ranger 1, Goose marvels at the new life form that Scarecrow is. And Zozo makes some crack about kiwi vegetables. I've got news for you, Zozo. Kiwi is a fruit, so shut your whore mouth about things you don't know. <laughs> and da, 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 da. oh wait wait, 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 there's more. <laughs> what do we have here? A bonus scene. Cut back to the maintenance worker returning the fuel nozzle to its holster. He starts to laugh. As his laughter intensifies, he morphs into Scarecrow. Yes. <laughs> I guess he found the spaceport. <laughs> Guess that's not the last we'll see of him. No. <laughs> or is it? 
Dude, this was an awesome episode. This is one of my favorites. Uh, what did you guys think? I'm sorry, I don't mean to like interject my opinion first. <laughs> well, well, since you asked, <laughs> go I let let everybody else go first. Go ahead, Stuart. Uh, yeah, jeez, I, I have a lot of notes on this. I noticed when they uh, opened up the episode, and you're seeing the general store. They're playing that. I had a little chicken tune on the. Uh, <laughs> The music is playing that. Okay. Do you guys pick up on that? No, but I'm going to go uh, listen to it now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got another theory on Johnny there. All right. I think he commands lightning. As every time he was telling the story points, lightning would strike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and after he died, no more lightning. Or rain. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's my Johnny theory. Hmm. Uh... <laughs> You know, I'm on board with that because in your theory, Johnny's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's still dead. You just like him dead. Kill him. <laughs> Any theory where Johnny's dead is a sound theory. I think so. Right? Yes. He's a nozzle. <laughs> yeah, I thought that thumper machine was used to kill T-800s. Right. <laughs> uh, that is true. I don't know if any of you guys have seen uh, Cannibal the Musical. I've heard of it. No. It was the uh, the guys from South Park. It was their first movie ah. they made in college. Okay. And there's a running gag through the movie. He loses his horse at one point. His horse named Leanne. He's like, she doesn't let anybody else ride her. And that made me think of the whole Triton <laughs> thing. No. <laughs> Nobody else is supposed to ride her but me. Oh, yeah. And that scene where Nico is reloading her shotgun is completely focused on her uh, saddle region. That, that whole shot is just focused on that. She opens the shotgun, loads it, <laughs> closes it. I'm like, ah. Uh. Yeah, they're going. Was that in the show notes? <laughs> These animators were lonely. They had to work long nights, all right? Give them a break. They did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. They were fans of camels. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're right, though. That's a whole lot of frames. Just <laughs> Oh, she's loading her gun. Oh. <laughs> Look at these bullet batteries that we never show in any other episode. Oh. Right? Why is so fucking cool? I'm going to draw it again. I'm going to draw it again. One more time. <laughs> Must have taken forever to animate. Like, no kidding. Every single frame, dude's like, Ugh! it was a labor of love. Right? By the end of that work day, he was, like, dehydrated. <laughs> he had to get hella carried out. What happened to him? He was working on Galaxy Rangers. Rough day at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's getting hauled home in a wheelbarrow. It was animated in Japan, so he had, like, a projectile nosebleed. Okay. Yep. I know. <laughs> Oh, he lays there with his leg twitching. <laughs> oh, boy. The team Rocket pose. <laughs> We're back, listener. <laughs> How much are you going to leave all that in, right? Um. <laughs> See, this is what happens, right? Listener gets only partial enjoyment. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I want it to sound clear and streamlined. I don't want it like we're talking over each other or whatever. Yeah, I understand. I've done it before. We're like it's like ninety seconds straight of us just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see how that's enjoyable to a listener. Ah, no. Oh man, <laughs> all these little random quips in between though. So much good, so much good stuff. <laughs> anything else to do? Uh, 
overall, I thought it was a really good episode. I, they could have elaborated on more things, been more clear about some things, but for a kid's show and introducing a, a new villain kind of thing, it thought it worked pretty well. I agree. Yeah, I do too. And I, I was happy to see this one when this came out. I, you know, I thought it was fun, and it opened up possibilities for different stuff. So, okay, I thought it was cool. It was like, you know, no super new Gooseman powers were shown, and clearly the focus was Scarecrow, so. Yeah. He he stole the show. He did. Yeah. No, I mean, it was an entertaining episode. Um, It flew by, like, it, it went by really fast because I was just entertained the whole time, uh, either by something cringy or something genuinely entertaining but it was amazing and or hilarious yeah just absolutely <laughs> hilarious the uh, most of my notes are just random lines that that they said that i found awkward or funny or whatever okay, okay. like when they were like when they were laughing and the one guy as he's laughing just starts saying hey that ain't funny what happened and he was just laughing at it so I, I thought yeah, that yeah. was like odd. Um, they talk about the kind of fun the Rangers get into. And I was like, ooh, all right. That was at the harvest dance. <laughs> like, break out the lotion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. Because later, later in that same scene, one of the characters goes, you can't do that. Get away from me. Ooh. <laughs> These are the lines I have written down. So yeah, that was that was oh, what most amazing. of my notes were. It's just some of the crazy ass lines, and then like they had they had like weird attitudes with each other. Like in that opening scene when uh, Alien Frodo was like, "Well, yeah, remember how the kiwi vegetables grew really big?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, they, they ended up tasting like shit." He was like, "Yeah, well, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I had fun with the episode all throughout. It had like a Sleepy Hollow vibe, you know, Ichabod yeah. Crane and everything with with uh, Cuck Johnny telling the story, and the little yeah. girl boy asking the questions. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> little girl grandpa, yeah. right? Another Medea. Yeah. So good Oh man, guys, I had forgotten. What? After that sequence where Nico's reloading her shotgun. <laughs> he's like, I had to revisit that scene. After that, her horse says, "He's coming, Nico." Oh my! Of course God. he is. <laughs> That's awesome. What the hell? Oh boy! That's one of those things that you just can't. Once you get that image in your head, you can't unsee it now. Yeah. Right. We're going to have, like, listeners going back watching that scene again, go back watching that scene again, go back watching that scene again. It's going to be a loop. <laughs> Listener, do not put that put that in a loop and put it online, all right? Do not loop it. <laughs> That's right. Right? There's going to be a sudden spike in searches for Galaxy Ranger on DeviantArt. Hit time! Hit time! Hit time! It's hentai and it's art. <laughs> Before we go, um, so Orbital and Stu, now have you guys seen any other Galaxy Ranger episodes? Before you guys made this podcast, this was a Mandela effect. I didn't know the show existed. Okay. But I had caught up on the episodes you guys had done episodes about. Yeah, I'm just following along with you guys. Oh, cool. But okay. I haven't had a chance to uh, watch the rest of the series. Oh, cool. That's cool. That's cool, because I just wanted to make sure to talk about Yeah. No, we're not going to go into any spoilers. Angry Docs. <laughs> Angry Doc, yes. 
we love it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had a nice um, bit of nostalgia watching the opening because it took me back to the episode that you guys had me on. Because like like Stuart, I had no idea this show even existed until you guys introduced it to me. And I just remember watching uh, the Scarecrow episode, seeing the opening. It took me back to when it was like kind of introducing. It's like the leader, the chick. The minority and everyone's favorite. <laughs> uh, oh, it was great. Why's he gotta be like Little Richard the whole time? That's hilarious. <laughs> Woo! Same <laughs> cross between Little Richard and um, Lando Calrissian. He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. But yeah, I had, some Lando I had never seen this show or heard of it or anything until you guys. And um, now it's kind of. It's like one of those guilty pleasures because I, I uh, and I talked about this last episode. I enjoy um, Saber Rider, so, yeah, Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs, yeah. So this is kind of, yes. I'm like, yeah, you know, I can, I can get on board with the Galaxy Rangers, dude. Right, Saber Rider is a close second to like my one of my favorite theme songs. Oh, it's oh, that is such oh, a great theme song. Like, can you feel the thunder yeah. inside? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I've heard so many covers of it that people have done of it. Have you? Yeah, man. On YouTube, all of you do Saber Rider, you'll see like somebody else doing another cover of it. It's probably because they heard the song one time and it got stuck in their head and they're like, you know, they can play yes. an instrument. So they're like, I'm going to play this song. Right, right. That right. guitar solo is amazing, yeah. man. Oh, fun type. Hopefully we can have you guys on again. That would be awesome. As many times you guys yeah. want to come on, please. Yes. Yeah, this was a lot yeah. of fun. So. Okay, why don't you guys give us some social media info so our one listener knows how to get a hold of you. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and DeviantArt at Stu and Beyond. Um, I'm on all three, so you can find me there. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel just called Orbital Bacon, uh, and then they can also find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Orbital Bacon. All right, you guys ready to close this episode out? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Perfect. Okay, listener, that was Scarecrow. And next episode, we're going to be doing episode 20 titled The Power Within. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. We're also on Apple Podcasts, the artist formerly known as iTunes. We encourage everybody except that two-star chump to subscribe, (laughs) rate, and review us. We'll smash through any door for you, X-Force style. Too much of a commitment? Fine. Just do one or two of those things. But then we'll only aggressively knock on that shit like Neighborhood Watch. <laughs> Visit our website, series6podcast.com, the number six. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. That's galaxyrangers, no space, at email, not gmail, e, because eventually we always come back. <laughs> We've been your hosts. I'm RD. I'm Jay. I'm Orbital Bacon. And I'm Stuart. And 50% of us will see you next time. Disengage your freaking hyperdrives. Bye. <laughs> Later. Venturing into the unknown fires inside me.
Hands off, take 